Picture this, you wanna go on a road trip, so you start out in London in a tiny little car with your brother and take it all the way through Europe and the Middle East and eventually make your way to Russia. That is what today's podcast is all about, doing exactly that, and it is a fascinating experience. You're listening to Podcast of the Day right here on Anchor. I'm your host, Grant, and let's get right into it. I don't know if I told you guys, but a while back, I was at a convention over in New York City, and I got to meet a bunch of podcasters there, and one specifically, his name was Scott Gurian, and he has a podcast called Far From Home. And it is exactly what I described to you in the last clip where he took a road trip um, just based on a friend that he had in Australia and he had a contact through there. And it is a trip that started in London, going through Europe, through Germany, the Czech Republic, Slovakia, Hungary, and eventually going through Turkey, um, Azerbaijan, Turkmenistan, all the way into the stand countries and then out uh, to Mongolia and eventually ending up in Russia. He made a podcast out of all of it, and it is one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Um, If you really want to travel and want to get on the road, this is totally something that you would love to listen to. And it is a large large series devoted to the the experience of traveling and doing this all with uh, Scott and his brother. Um, And they really have been travelers their entire lives, and uh, it is a great documentation of really just getting on the road, traveling, meeting new people, and having amazing experiences. So I'm gonna play the the preview slash trailer um, for you so you can get an idea of what the series is all about. And then we'll hop into a couple of clips from the first episode so that way I can't spoil anything for you that happens in the later episodes. So uh, here is that trailer. So you, you wanna hear about my trip, I guess. Yeah, I'm dying to hear about this trip. And I swear to God, Scott, if you're just gonna tell me you're going to the moon, I'll just cry. No, I'm not leaving for the moon, but probably going to somewhere almost as remote as the moon. Oh, God. I'm feeling anxiety for you right now, and you haven't even told me yet. (laughs) Over the past few months, I've been telling all my friends about this massive road trip I'm taking with my brother this summer. We'll be driving more than 10,000 miles. Wait, like, what is 10,000? I can't even, like, wrap my head around 10,000 miles. I think it's like a quarter of a way around the Earth or something. What? Over about seven weeks, we'll drive across 19 or 20 countries, eight time zones, five mountain ranges, and a few deserts, raising money for charity. And we're going to do it in a really tiny car. (gasps) Where? We're starting in London, and we're driving to Mongolia. Oh my god! Your life is too comfortable, and you just need challenges in life. Do they have AAA in all of those places? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, okay. I mean, do either of you guys know how to work on cars? No, we don't even know how to drive stick shift. Oh my lord almighty. (laughs) I'm Scott Gurian. I'm a longtime print and audio journalist, and I'm starting a podcast called Far From Home to document this crazy journey I'm taking. But the trip itself is only part of the experience. We've got to plan our route, get a bunch of visas, buy a car, and figure out what to pack. Oh, and learning to drive a manual transmission might also help. So go to farfromhomepodcast.org to sign up for updates and subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen in and follow along as we embark on the adventure of a lifetime. All my trips that I've done, the most fun I've ever had was when I had no idea what I was getting into. 
was the trailer for the show that you listened to, and I feel like it encapsulates the the idea of the show and what it's all about really well, um, as a trailer usually does. So, um, it's it's an exciting, fascinating experience to go along on the ride with Scott and his brother, and some of the things that they go through are are terrifying and amazing and pretty much all on the range of emotions that you can think of. So there's a lot to experience here. And as you, if you're a traveler, this is going to satisfy I have that feeling of getting out there and seeing the world, at least I hope. Um, it's a cool experience, especially to hear it all through audio. And uh, as Scott is a very experienced radio journalist, he knows what sounds good, and he puts it together in this podcast, Far From Home. So um, we're going to listen to the first episode and a couple of clips from that. Hello. Hi. Hey, how are you? Very well, thank you. How are you two? Doing well, doing well. We're doing well. So it's 9 a.m. here. We're just getting ready to start the day. You're on the complete opposite side of the world from us. You're getting ready to go to bed, I guess. Yeah, I've, I've been out for drinks with friends and um, I, I, I've just trotted back. And It all started with a Skype call last summer between my brother and me and our friend Rosie. We'd met her the previous year while traveling in Cuba. After our guide got drunk and abandoned our tour group one evening, we all kind of bonded and became good friends. We returned home but kept in touch, and several months later, she dropped us a line. How's the Australian winter going? Rosie told us about an 11,000-mile road trip she was planning for this summer with her best friend Jane as part of an annual charity event called the Mongol Rally. Basically, the two of them were thinking of spending a couple of months driving across Europe and Asia, a quarter of the way around the earth, and they wanted to know if we wanted to join them. So uh, what do you think? Should we keep engaging in chit-chat to heighten the suspense, or do you want me to cut to the chase? No! I am dying to know. What have you decided to do? So you, you messaged us the other day. You said you have your fingers and toes crossed for the good news. Yeah. Well, so I, I guess it's been a few weeks since we last spoke, and, and Drew and I kind oh, of... Stop. Yep. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you can't see me at the... You can't see me, can you? I am sitting... Here, just go on. Tell me what have you decided? Well, we we talked things over. Um, we we read through the rally contract you sent us and all, all the stuff on their website. Uh, we've decided we're going to do it. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> that is their Skype call with Rosie, their friend who got this entire trip uh, kind of set for them, and and the idea of the trip really got that for them. Um, and so that is the Skype call where they officially announced they're going to do it. And Rosie's reaction is priceless. Um, it's, it's, it's awesome. I, I, I gave me chills to hear that. So um, now we're going to listen to the intro to, to the episode and then another little clip uh, just talking about getting started. I'm Scott Gurian. I've worked in public radio for many years, most recently at WNYC, where I reported on New Jersey's long-term recovery from Superstorm Sandy. I liked my job, but eventually I was ready for a change. I've always loved traveling, experiencing new cultures, and stepping outside of my comfort zone, so when this opportunity came my way, it was hard to resist. I've decided to start a new podcast called Far From Home to document my adventures. And in the next six or seven episodes, you'll get a sampling of just what it takes to plan a journey from London to Mongolia in a little tiny hatchback. As I'm producing this, I'm still in the middle of everything, so I have no idea how it will end. 
Over the past nine months, my brother and I have been finalizing our route, getting our vaccinations, and shuffling between foreign consulates to apply for visas. So you'll get to hear some of the many challenges we've had to tackle to make this trip a reality. When you tell someone you're driving across 19 countries through a part of the world that most people need to look up on a map, you're bound to get a wide variety of reactions. Before folks start to worry for your safety and your sanity, there's the initial excitement. That sounds really interesting. That sounds wonderful. That sounds awesome. I'd love that. Lots of people are curious to know more. You always read about people who do the Appalachian Trail or people who... Oh, I biked across America, but this is something I've never heard of, and it seems like it's even taking that to an even bigger extreme. And, of course, you'll be peppered with all sorts of questions. Can you drive from London to Mongolia? How long does that take? What kind of car? If you're listening to this podcast and hearing about all this for the first time, I'm guessing you probably have a ton of questions as well, and I promise I'll try to get to most of them later in this episode or in the coming weeks. But first, let's go back to the very beginning. All in all, it's a great podcast. I really recommend you check out some more episodes. As again, that was all from episode one. And I didn't want to spoil anything for you as the the podcast itself is chronological, but they have some experiences. So again, if you're a travel nut, this is for you. You need to listen to this. Anyways, I did speak to Scott uh, afterwards talking about the show and about just podcasting in general. And he had a lot of good things to say. So here is that interview with Scott. My name is Scott Gurian. Um, I worked for many years in public radio, and uh, a while back I went off and started my own podcast. It's called Far From Home, and I describe it as unexpected adventures and chance encounters with interesting people around the world. Um, and to start out for this first season, I'm actually documenting a road trip that I took with my brother and some friends over last summer. We drove 11,000 miles through 18 countries, eight time zones, five mountain ranges, and a few deserts, um, <laughs> all the way from London to Mongolia in a ridiculously tiny car raising money for charity. So lots of adventures and mishaps and experiences along the way. Uh, lots of car trouble, or just you know, interesting people we met. Um, so I've been documenting that all on my podcast. I guess to kind of just start, where did the idea first come from, really, for Far For Home? Uh, was it just the the trip came up and you thought this would be an awesome podcast, or have you always had this kind of plan? Yeah, I, I, that's basically it. Uh, I, I mean, I have always, I've always enjoyed traveling, and you know, having worked in public radio for many years, I've done. Uh, a lot of reporting, including some international um, traveling and reporting. And, and I feel like the best experiences, the coolest experiences I've ever had reporting have been when I've been abroad um, in other countries. And uh, I, you know, I've been thinking about doing the foreign correspondent thing, doing a lot more traveling and reporting. Uh, and then this trip came up, um, a friend of ours, uh, our friend Rosie, who lives in Australia, who, who um, my brother and I had met when we were actually in Cuba a few years ago. Had uh, we, we kept in touch with her after returning from Cuba, and she told us about this crazy trip that she was planning with her best friend Jane, um, and they uh, it's part of this annual event called the Mongol Rally. Uh, there's a few hundred teams that do it every year from around the world, and they drive basically from London to Mongolia. They, they choose their own route. You could go any way you want. Uh, you're required to take a little tiny car um, with an engine of 1.2 liters or smaller, which is basically like a little hatchback or something. <laughs> right. um, and you raise money for charity. And so it sounded like an amazing experience. My brother and I were totally in. Um, and then, you know, as I started thinking about it, I, it was pretty early on that I got the idea that why well, should do a podcast about this? It just 
seemed perfectly suited for a podcast. I mean, each episode, not just the trip itself, but even all the preparations for the trip, uh, planning, you know, uh, deciding what kind of car do you buy, getting all the visas and vaccinations. I mean, it basically took a year of planning um, before we even started driving. So there's yeah. a number of episodes, um, all the lead up to the trip. And now I'm I'm kind of making my way through chronologically uh, through the trip. I, I've gathered about 65 hours of audio um, and I'm kind of slogging my way through. And the most recent episode as we're recording this was uh, the start of our journey through Iran. Before you even got to that point, um, what had really got you into thinking you really like traveling and doing um, public radio and as well? Because did you have like a uh, did you have like a trip when you were young that, re- that you just fell in love with because you you were traveling or how did that really come up for you? Um, we growing up, um, I guess we traveled a fair amount. Um, my brother and I, um, we, I mean, we, we were, we scuba dived when we were growing up. So we went around like the Caribbean a lot. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, we didn't go on a lot of international trips. I wouldn't say, um, I, I mean, it was just like a year or two years ago it was the first time I'd ever been to Asia. Actually, before this trip, I'd gone to uh, um, Cambodia and Thailand with my brother. Wow. Um, but we don't we don't have a lot of family um, left in the area. And so, um, you know, the last few years over like Christmas and New Year's, my brother and I decided we'd take a big trip every year. Uh, just rather than just sit around ourselves and, you know, and stare at each other for Christmas dinner or something. <laughs> we figured we might as well do something interesting and exciting. Um, so just over the last few years, we, we went to Ecuador one year and the Galapagos islands. Uh, we went to Thailand and Cambodia, as I mentioned, uh, we went to uh, Bahamas. They have this big junk new festival, just kind of this Mardi Gras kind of thing that happens in the middle of the night over, over Christmas and new years. And then, um, and then we went to Cuba, which is where we met Rosie. Um, so yeah, we just both really love traveling. My brother, uh, is a photographer. He worked with a pretty well-known photographer, for a few years. And so he traveled like they were going like nonstop around the world, you know, <laughs> photographing stuff for National Geographic and other, you know, corporate clients. Um, he was getting like 100,000 airline miles per year. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and I've, yeah, I've just always, both of us have just always loved, you know, seeing different cultures, trying different foods. Um, and so, you know, when this came up, we, we just thought it was a really cool idea. And, uh, you know, our, our friends and family, of course, you know, some of them were a little bit nervous about us going to some of these places like, like Iran, you know, not knowing, you know, hearing stuff from from our standpoint as Americans, it, you know, it, it actually ended up being a very safe place. And uh, they were I mean, people were incredibly friendly when they found out we were Americans. Um, they just everyone wanted to talk with us and had all kinds of questions. They were so thrilled that, you know, they welcome us to their country and you chat with them for five minutes and suddenly they're inviting you to their house to have dinner and tea with their family and stay <laughs> with them. Um, so that was that, you know, and, and we also drove through Tajikistan kind of right along the Afghan border, which we kind of didn't tell our family about till <laughs> afterwards. Um, and then also Turkey, which was, uh, it was like a week. The timing just ended up being really bad. This was like six days after the attempted coup, this is last July yeah, when we ended yeah. up at the Turkish border. So there's kind of some last minute kind of trying to figure out, is this a good idea? Talking to friends, friends of friends who actually were in on the ground in Turkey, asking them what the situation was like. So a lot of research went into this. Right, right.
That does it for podcast of the day today. I hope you enjoyed it. Let me know what you thought uh, about the show by either getting in contact with me on Twitter at POTD Anchor or simply shutting us out at Anchor and I'd gladly talk to you there. Or you can call in using the Anchor tool, uh, the call-in feature. Um, You simply go to it, record what you have to say, and submit it in. And if it's something you want to get featured on the show itself, I might just publish it. So feel free to submit anything in at all, whether it's about the podcast that we featured today or anything at all in the future that you would love to just hear or talk about. So feel free to do that. Submit anything. I'm always game to hearing what you all have to say. Thanks again for tuning in. I will be back here tomorrow, as always, with a brand new podcast to highlight. So until then, I hope you have a great day. If you yeah. did uh, want to mm-hmm. shout out like your, your website, social media, all that good stuff. Yeah, sure. Um, so the website, the, the podcast is Far From Home, and my website is just farfromhomepodcast.org. Uh, people could just search for Far From Home Podcast on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter. And uh, yeah, they'll find me in all those places. I also have a email list if they want to sign up and I could notify them whenever a new episode is released. But, uh, I also post it through all those social media, you know, places. So, uh, yeah, I'd love for people to check it out and I, I think they would enjoy it. It's, uh, someone told me that, um, I, I think it was someone from PRX, the public radio exchange I was speaking to a while ago and uh, I told them about my podcast and they said, Oh wow, that sounds really interesting. And it's not so many of the podcasts now they said we're kind of sad or depressing or about, you know, issues going on in the world or something. <laughs> and this actually sounded kind of more fun and lighthearted. So they were really right. excited about that. That's so awesome. um, it's, you know, and, and it, I think some people might like the fact that it is serialized, that it continues from one to the next so they could kind of binge on it and kind of follow the story. So uh, yeah, I'd love for people to check it out and I'd love to hear what they think. Scott, if you're listening, I want to thank you again for reaching out and letting me highlight the show because I thought it was awesome and I cannot wait to hear more of it. If you want to go check out Far From Home, you can find it at farfromhomepodcast.org and from there you'll find a ton of info about the trip, um, some blog posts, and a lot of other really cool content that you can check out. So highly recommend you go to farfromhomepodcast.org. You can also find them on Facebook at Far From Home Podcast. Instagram at Far From Home Podcast, and Twitter is at Scott Gurian, and Gurian is spelled G-U-R-I-A-N. So again, find it all there if you want to see more. I really do recommend it, and uh, there's a lot of stuff to find here. So Far From Home Podcast, give it a like, share it, whatever you want to do, go find it. Are there any particular places that really stood out to you as very memorable um, in terms of just the landscapes that you drove through or the places you stopped and visited? Um, Iran was a very fascinating place. Um, the people were so friendly. It's just a very interesting culture, interesting society, so many different rules, things we're not used to. Um, you know, obviously it's in, in, it's very paradoxical in some ways. It's a very conservative place. Obviously women have to cover their heads. Guys can't wear shorts. Um, there's rules like that, but, on the other hand, in, in some ways, it's also kind of very Western and cosmopolitan. All all the women for uh, plastic surgeries is very common in, oh, wow. in Iran, and apparently have the highest you know rate of, of uh, nose jobs in the world. Believe it or not, <laughs> every woman you saw, um, kind of upwardly mobile woman in you know restaurant or something, all had nose jobs. Wow. Um, and you know, people were. Uh, it was just a, an incredibly fascinating place to see um, kind of that dichotomy. Um, I actually drove. 
So it's, it's not going to be on the first season of my podcast. The first season is just focusing on this trip. But I'd like to keep the podcast going even after I finish documenting this trip. So I have other material from other trips I've taken. And actually, I guess it wasn't enough of an adventure for me. After I got to the finish line in uh, Siberia, just north of Mongolia, I actually decided to drive all the way back to London. Oh, my um, gosh. Albeit, yeah, albeit on a different route. Um, it's actually round trip. It ended up being 18,000 miles in 23 wow. countries. Um, and so I drove back kind of a more northern route across Siberia. Um, and on that route, actually, the most fascinating place, um, a, a friend flew out to meet me. We drove back together and I drove through Ukraine and we actually went to Chernobyl, which is oh, that wow, was wow, wow. very memorable. Um, really the cool place I've ever been to and it's amazing the access you have you you have to you know go on a tour but you're walking through the wreckage of buildings in, in this town Pripyat which you know was 50,000 people live there and it was evacuated within the course of like four hours and these people were told you you could come back in a week or something and they've never been allowed back totally um, and it's just, just abandoned to go in there yeah yeah you're walking okay. through abandoned apartment buildings and and, you know, the community center, the, the vacant, you know, Olympic sized swimming pool with weeds growing everywhere is an amusement park with, you know, um, uh, bumper cars, you know, with weeds growing between them, a rusted Ferris wheel. And it's just so creepy. Um, I've never been anywhere quite like that. Um, and of course, I was recording all there as well. So I hope to include some of that on a future episode and maybe the next season. Yeah. I guess once the trip was done, what was uh, did you have any just major realizations when you when you got back home, or was it just kind of just just this general eye eye widening experience? I, I actually, ironically, I w- wouldn't say that it was necessarily like a life changing experience or anything. Okay. Um, but I guess if I had to, I, I guess the one big sort of realization that I had, and I sort of already had this before the trip, but I now believe it even even more firmly. Was that, um, I, you know, I, I grew up here. I'm, I'm in New Jersey. I'm just outside of New York City. And so I grew up here and I, I kind of always took New York for granted. A lot of people from other parts of the country, they come here and they're like amazed. And, it, you know, it, I just took it for granted because it was always here. And I went into the city as a kid and, you know, um, but, uh, you know, I have a lot of friends who've, who live in the city. If, if you if you're ever in New York, you realize that a lot of people there aren't from there. They come from all other parts of the country. I have friends from Iowa and from, you know, Michigan and all over and they, they move here. They just want to, everyone wants to live in Brooklyn. (laughs) Um, and so, uh, you know, a lot of people can't imagine living anywhere else in the world. And I've, I've kind of always thought that, you know, I've always had this feeling that New York is not the center of the world as much as so many people think it is, that there's such a big world out there. Yeah. And if you just stay in your little neighborhood or your city and you never really travel or, or have a desire to live anywhere else, I, I feel like you're missing out on so much. Um, and I, I always felt that way. But I think now, especially after having gone on this trip and seen how big the world really is, you know, everyone says, oh, you know, the world is so small nowadays. And it seems that way, but they're, you know, if you're just talking about like the major cities in Europe or whatever, but they don't realize there's vast expanses of the world in between those cities that places like we went to that most people never go to. And in some ways, yeah, the world is small, but in other ways, it's also actually very big and there's so much of it out there. Um, and 
you know, if anything, I think this trip and, and this podcast has made me want to travel even more. Um, I know when we talked before, you are an absolute lover of podcasts. What are you listening to um, right now that's really stuck out to you? Oh, man, there's so, so much good <laughs> stuff. Too many? Um, everyone's always asking me for my recommendations, and I actually made a big list on my website a while back. Yeah, I remember um, looking at it. <laughs> I have like three dozen podcasts. I didn't realize once I sat down and counted how many podcasts I'm actually subscribed to. Um, that, th- and those are just the ones that I, I have listened to or listened to on a regular basis. That's not even counting the many, many more that I've subscribed to that I haven't even got a chance to hear yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Uh, I don't, I mean, the ones I'd recommend, I mean, they're probably the big ones that everyone's heard of. I mean, I obviously, I, you know, Missing Richard Simmons, I've just started, I'm kind of behind the curve, but I just started um, listening to S-Town. Uh, what else? I, I've always really liked 99% Invisible. Um, I like uh, How to Be a Girl. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah, that. Yeah, I am, I am. Yeah, yeah uh, that's really interesting. Um uh, what else? I, I like some of just the radio shows that put out podcast versions. I mean, I, uh, I well, obviously this American life and radio lab, but on the media, mm-hmm. um, I listen to, uh, you know, every week. Um, so, uh, I'm trying to think if there's any kind of under the radar ones that, um, I think most of what I listen to is probably fairly well known. Um, uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of any others. Uh, start a lot of the Gimlet podcasts. Start up oh, yeah, and sure. um, twice removed. Um, yeah, there's just so much great stuff out there now. It's it's incredible. I've, the New York Times just started this podcast club, and they have a, a Facebook group. Yeah, I've actually with all that, so. shining in. Okay, <laughs> yeah, and yep. I, I'm amazed when I see people recommending their favorite podcasts, and there's so many of them that there's I'd never so heard many. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> So you know, it's a little, you know, it's a little, not disheartening. It, it just, it, it means I need to work harder to yeah. produce good content to attract an audience because you got to kind of get above the fray and, and, you know, reach people. So obviously you've described um, how you guys got started with it in your first couple of episodes, but just to, can you describe to me the the amount of work that was put into it and then the feeling of actually having that realization that you're actually going to do this, like you're going to be on the road in this hatchback going across places you've never been before. How how does that feel? It was really incredible. I mean, I've, you know, I, I've traveled a fair amount, but this was a whole part of the world that I'd never been to. I mean, all of central Asia, all of the stands, Tajikistan and Turkmenistan and places most Westerners, most Americans would never go to. Um, and it, this was a whole kind of black hole in my geographic knowledge until I started pouring over maps and figuring out, okay, what country's next to which? Um, so, uh, yeah, I was pretty excited about the trip and, um, you know, I decided I was going to do this podcast. So I just started from the very beginning recording everything I could. Um, and, and it was a little challenging at the beginning cause the whole, you know, planning process, I mean, it's basically, it's not always a lot of good sound, you know, so it's just some Skype conversations with, our, you know, Rosie in Australia, just as we're, you know, her on her side of the world, us on our side, both kind of looking at Google maps and figuring out, okay, which way do we go? Um, and then just, you know, recording everything I could, you know, cause it's better to have too much tape than not enough. And, you know, rather it's hard to go back afterwards and you can't recreate something. I mean, this is, uh, it's, it's reality, you know? Um, right. so, uh, yeah, just recorded it all. Um, and then, um, and then figuring out how, you know, how to record 
on the actual trip itself um, because, you know, there's a lot of challenges that I wouldn't necessarily face at home where, we, you know, we went through a lot of countries where, uh, you know, I couldn't, I wasn't identifying myself as, as a journalist or reporter because, yeah. um, you know, we're going to places like Iran and, and Turkmenistan and places where we never, I never would have been allowed in if I had, you know, been reporting. Of course. Yeah. Um, and, to, and to be fair, this wasn't, I don't consider this, what I did on this trip, hard news like journalism. It was more focusing on kind of our own trip. I wasn't mm-hmm. there to like find, uncover stories or anything like that, though, it, you know, at times it, it, I get a little bit of that um, with just the people that I met along the way. Yeah. Um, so I couldn't bring all my good professional gear with the big, you know, shotgun microphone and, the, you know, for, for the wind and everything that I would have liked to have gotten. So there were some challenges at times, you know, I just brought a small discreet, you know, handheld recorder, um, and, uh, you know, I had like a headphones with, you know, a microphone on them so I could just wear nonchalantly going so I could record <laughs> as we were going across borders and everything. Um, so, you know, so it was a bit challenging, definitely, but, um, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy with what I was able to get. 